Buongiorno tutti. Welcome back to Kimberly's Italy, our second episode on the lovely city of Lucca. Tommaso and I have our first guest, Conrad Hunter, or Conrado, as the Italians call him. He is sharing his favorite restaurants and his favorite people he came to know and love in his years in Lucca. We are picking up where we left off while discussing the walls that still surround Lucca today. They were probably medieval walls first, mm-hmm. Maybe. pulled back sure. from arrows and whatnot, yeah. and then during the Renaissance with the gunpowder. Okay. Okay, you know Fair what I mean. Fair enough. Like a lot of things, the, rena- the medieval walls are probably buried. But guess what those walls did do? They kept all wars and battles outside of Lucca. There has not been a battle in Lucca since 1430. Well, I think Conrad... So that wall worked. I think Conrad had a very valid point about that because all the banks were in Lucca and you don't really attack the people that are financing your war. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> you just march around. Right. <laughs> it was Wave a high. very big yeah. banking city. Yeah. And also, a little bit more the history of Lucca. Lucca retained its autonomy as an independent republic until 1799 when it was conquered by Napo. Napo. Napoleone, oh. our man. In all our previous episodes, Conrad, Napoleone, well, he's born in Corsica, but he's Italian to Italian parents. Everyone thinks he's French. Napoleon, no, he's Napoleone Bonaparte. Napo was everywhere, all over Italy for his entire life, which was kind of short. That dude did everything. <laughs> Luca finally was conquered by Napoleone in 1799. So, Conrad, back to living in Luca, besides it being just so awesome and great and beautiful, but there had to be quirks. Like, I remember you telling me that Piazza Napoleone, speaking of Napo, when you first moved there, is this beautiful, stunning piazza. And when you first moved there, it was the what? It was a bus station. <laughs> An outdoor bus depot, right? Oh, my God. It, was na- it wasn't when I, it was when I first got there. Yeah, it was a bus station. And it was just nasty. I mean. <laughs> they don't even know. Yeah, I mean, they, these buses were built in the 40s or 50s. And they just they, they put out more smoke and right? black soot than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> like one of the you most know? beautiful piazzas. And they're like, hey, this is a big yeah. space. Let's one of the, the most famous here. piazzas in all of Italy. And they <laughs> <laughs> They're using it as a bus transit hub, you know, so. All right. And, so and then Callis- they got rid of the buses and made it a paid parking lot. And then they <laughs> then they finally went back. Then they finally went back to, to it being stone. a normal piazza and all Thank the rest. And the trees loved them for it. The trees in the piazza loved them for it. <laughs> right? Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. I can breathe That's again. Okay, and, and then they started the then they started the music festival in the piazza. I was just going to get to that. Yeah. So that when I was there visiting you, there was the music festival every night, but it wasn't just the Puccini one because Puccini, the composer, is Luca's like hometown boy. Correct. 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 Right. Correct. So they had a Puccini concert every August. So every August. But, but not in Luca. In his hometown, was which was Torre, Torre del Lago. Torre di Lago, which Torre is Lago. like what? Cinque, um, yeah, five, yeah. ten kilometers yeah, away. Five, yeah, five, it, you know, a 10, 15 minute drive. Right. But when I was visiting you, they had a concert every single night. And one or two years prior to when I was there, Pavarotti sang there. I mean, all kinds yeah. of musicians, opera singers, all kinds of music itself. 
Right. If you if you go on Google Earth today, right now, if you go on Google Earth and and you zoom in on Piazza Napoleone, mm-hmm. um, it's actually an old photograph where <gasps> it was taken and it was set up during for the concert. A concert. Series. Right. You can see the stage. You can see all the chairs huh. and all the rest. So they did it. They set it up for like it ran for like two weeks, and there was a concert every night, every night for every two weeks, single night. Wow! And I mean. It was a pain in the ass for me because all my <laughs> friends were camping at my door. They'd come in, cocktail time, you know, and then we'd all go, you know, and you, and then we'd walk out the door and it was literally 350 feet away right. and we'd have right. our tickets and walk in and we'd, you know, get wine and pizza and sit there. And I mean, I, I saw Elton John, I, I saw the Eagles, I saw, I saw everybody. And it's like, how can you put a price on exactly right. the greatest acts and musical acts in the world? 350 feet from your front exactly. door. Right. So it wasn't That's always. That's the magic of Luca. It wasn't, exactly. It wasn't always just Italian music, like, uh, you know, Pavarotti and stuff. It, Elton John. And yeah, Amy whomever. Winehouse. I saw, Amy Winehouse. I saw everybody. Right? When wow. I, the, when I first. And moved, the prices were reasonable. You're like, you know, 40, 50 bucks. Right. It wasn't. You no, know, like, it wasn't. And you're outdoors. And what do you see instead of a stage like at Madison Square Garden? What do you see? Buildings, medieval buildings, yeah, yeah. the wall lit up, the trees, everything. It was incredible. Quick side story. When I first moved to Milan, the same thing. I didn't know anyone. And in the Piazza del Duomo, the main uh, piazza, they had a, a stage set up. And they're like, big announcement, big, huge Italian band. So I went. And the name of the band was Pooh. P O O H. They were like the most famous band in 1989, well, 1990. Yeah. Wow. Poo. Poo. <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Uh, anyway, I haven't explained why I went to Luca, and that's because Conrad invited me. You came up to Lago di Como. Yep. To visit. I was there. And My we, favorite place in the world. Oh, excellent. And we went to my favorite restaurant in the world, Al Valu, the one my name, my boat's named after. And we were with my friends, and we had this amazing time. And then on your way back, you said, well, I've got to go back to Luca. I said, you know, out of all the years I've lived there, I never went to Luca. Like, what? Come on. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I think I, I sent you an email or something and said, hey, I'm going to Luca. So you know. See you in a while. See you in a couple more days. <laughs> I'm going with Conrad. So, Bye-bye. Yeah. A quick little side note here. It's a mini intermission to tell you about a comment that our friend's brother made last night during dinner here, which, by the way, was a shrimp scampi and a fresh tomato red sauce because we didn't know everyone coming, so we wanted to make sure they were happy. We were all discussing a possible road trip that I am going to escort them on in a couple months from now. When I told them about this company that I work with where they deliver a Mercedes van, remember how they pronounce it, Mercedes, they deliver the van to wherever I am, to an airport, to a hotel, in a city, small village. They bring the car, we throw our bags in the back, we take off and I drive to our first destination. And our friend's brother at that point said, sold, done. The fact that you deal with all the transportation and everything related to it, say no more. So that made me realize that it is indeed a bit kind of frustrating, annoying, intimidating to 
deal with rental car companies at an airport after a long flight, you're tired and then you have to do that. Figuring out how to read the signs in Italian while driving fast on a highway, filling the car with gas, it's all written in Italian. Everything about it can be a bit of a drag. So please keep that in mind if you'd like me to escort you on a group trip of friends or family. Or if I plan a trip for you, if you'd like a private driver, I have a very good network of English-speaking drivers. Okay, back to our episode on Luca. I went to Luca for the first time. I had lived there for so long. I'd been all over Italy. I had never been. Conrad and I drove. We got to Luca. You parked your car. I guess you had a car at that point. We parked it outside the walls. And you said we dropped off uh, my our bags in the, your awesome apartment. You said, come on, I've got it introduce you to my friends. We walked into every single shop, coffee bar, pastisseria, gelateria, bar, restaurant, whatever. We walked in and everyone, this is why I was so happy to go to Luca for the first time with you because everywhere we went, everyone's like, ciao Conrado, ciao, 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 Conrado, ciao, 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 Conrado, Kier, who's that? I was like, oh, just a friend. Like, oh, anyway, you were like Il Capo. <laughs> Il Capo. Il Capo of Luca. I was like, dude, what's up? And you're like, I don't know. People just, I don't know. They just like me. Yeah. And it was because. Well, when you live inside a walled city yeah, and you're right. a foreigner. Right. An American. They right. kind of like. With the name Conrado. Yeah. And you know what? You start to get lockjaw going, ciao, ciao, <laughs> ciao, come va, bene te, ciao. Ci vediamo dopo. Ci vediamo domani. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) But it was awesome. You're correct because it's so teeny and it's enclosed by this medieval renaissance, whatever wall. Much different than my life in Milano. Right. So you knew everyone and they all knew you. And that's not a thing. good thing. No, it was. <laughs> As I've mentioned in previous episodes, if you try to speak Italian and the more you learn, even if you slaughter it grammatically, they don't care. They love it. They are grateful that you try and they correct you if you're wrong. Well, first, a lot of times they'll listen to you for a little while. Yeah, and then go. <laughs> and they'll let you dig yeah, yourself exactly. into a hole, which I did many, many times. You know? And then they'll they'll and then they'll break Finally out laughing. Go. They can't we hold can't it take anymore. It anymore. And, and then they will correct you. Yeah. And could you and, please use the right you, tense? You, if you don't laugh at yourself, then know, you know, exactly. you'll never get ahead. <laughs> so anyway, you took me everywhere. We had such a good time. I think I was there three nights. And we went to restaurant. Uh, well, I went to work with you one day. You took me on a boat, a yep. Parini Navi. Yep. That was mind-blowing. And we, I had the best time. But primarily, it was the response that we got walking into every restaurant bar. And you were with another American, me. And they'd be like, oh, ciao, ciao, so nice to meet you. And the, they rolled out the red carpet because you had a friend. Yeah. You know, introducing a new friend and say, ah, la prima volta per lei, qui in Luca, my first time. And they're like, oh, my God, you have to have this dish, that yeah. dish, this wine, whatever. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was. Yeah. So I, uh, the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Tell me of that so amazing I think I, I, restaurant we went to. There's, there's, two rest, there's two restaurants in Luca that I just want to kind of mention. Yes, please uh, do. Because. There's so many restaurants 
in that teeny space, in, in and that they're tiny all space and stuff like that. Fiere. To and, die for. But it's also the same for all, you know, correct me if I'm, I think you will agree with me. There's so many restaurants in Italy and, and they're all good. 99% you know? of them are yeah, amazing. are amazing and stuff. But when you find the gems, mm -hmm. the reason they're a gem is because the captain at the helm is an absolute whack job, <laughs> you know, an absolute nutter, but in a great way, you know? So I took you to Gigi's. Gigi's. I took you to yes. Gigi's, which is yes. which is within stone throw of the tower. Guinigi. Guinigi. Oh, that's why Gigi. Maybe yeah. the name. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, could be. I think so. But it's in it's in for reference point. It's in you know, Piazza Carmen, and his name is Carmen. Okay. He's just the most amazing heart you've ever seen. He's just there, like. Dancing to serve you, to help oh. you, whatever. Mm -hmm. He like leans in when when you start to talk. He like leans in so that he can, <laughs> you know, so he can understand. He gives better. you your undivided attention right? and stuff. <laughs> so um, awesome. And it's just it's a very it's a very kind I would say rustic kind of comfort food mm -hmm. restaurant. It's not mm -hmm. it's not really fancy at all. You know, there's a, there's tons of locals. He knows everybody. Right. It's just you know it's. It's the old red and white checkered tablecloth yep. with the wooden stools, and, yep. and there's no wine bottles. They just come in pitchers, that kind of thing, you know. So it's great. Vino di casa. Yeah, vino di casa, the and house uh, wine. they. Um, so as you know, Kimberly, I mean, you know, Italy Italian cuisine is very seasonal. Yes, right. right. It's especially very especially Tuscan, exactly. so fresh. Especially exactly. Tuscan. So when it's hot in the summertime, you eat light. When it's yep. in the wintertime, you eat hearty. Mm -hmm. I love. I love the hearty. You know? mm -hmm. I love the heart attack on a plate. You know? And he made this. He made this one dish. Carmine. I mean, yeah, penne. I, I can. It's hard for me because I haven't been spoken Italian in a while. Penne, penne alla gorgonzola speck and zafferana. Oh my God! Speck so and you want to describe gorgonzola that? Gorgonzola and saffron. Exactly. So Ooh. it's penne. It's in a gorgonzola sauce with speck, which speck, is, is a it? smoked yeah. bacon. You know, right, cubed up really fine. Yep, and then they stir in a, a bit of uh, saffron. Saffron, so it it, it, it turns yellow. Mm -hmm. It's a yellow kind of cream sauce, smoky, smoky cream sauce gorgonzola mm -hmm. poured over penne. Oh. I mean, and <laughs> you, you have a quartino, which is a, a, you know a quarter because they do wine by the liter, so mm -hmm. you can just get yourself a quarter mm -hmm. of red wine. And that was my Sunday go-to. Uh, um, at Gigi's. And, yeah, Gigi's. And uh, then I would just head straight for the couch, and that was it. Gone, done. Next to the cardiologist. Next to the cardiologist. <laughs> it was nap time. You know, that was, that, was, that was my, you know, it's been a long weekend right. of, with friends Music and stuff. Music festivals, so, yeah, blah, so, blah, anyway, blah. So. What about the Tordelli Lucchese? We, we uh, looked that up, and I was telling Tom because he's a carnivore. As everyone knows, Tordelli. You're a carnivore? Yeah. The animal kingdom. <laughs> Tordelli If it's Lucchese. got legs, I'll eat it. Oh. Cool. All right. This one, this one makes me cringe even saying it because I'm not a carnivore. A fresh pasta filled with pork and calf minced meat and mortadella. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh, what a combo. Well, the mortadella over there is very different than it is here. Thank right. God, because here it's creepy it's looking. It's not boar's head. 
Well, no. it's just ugly no. looking. It's ugly looking, but it's it's fresh and it Did is... you ever have that, Conrad Tordelli Lucchese? I've had everything. Okay. <laughs> and some things, you know, something's more than others. Some things you know, you just don't ask what's in it. You just eat right? it. Right? Because it's it's like bizarre foods. If it looks good, eat it, you know. <laughs> well, we had a previous episode on um Firenze and our friends, Frank and Lolita Savage, you know, from the boat Lolita. Yeah. They live there. And she was saying that the Tuscan cuisine to her is so incredible because it's just seasonal, regional, and fresh. So the, the menus at every restaurant in Firenze change when things are out of season. Yeah. So you could have like a boring winter menu. But the second, like, zucchini flowers come into play or... I can't believe you just said that because that was when I first got to Italy, there was... I was in a rest... a house, you know, like... Because, you know, there's there's five different categories of restaurants. You know that, right? Yes. We won't get into that right okay. now. Okay. But this was like an osteria, which was after the war, which meant they served you out of their house. Right. And so I was up in the hills one day and uh, and I had... Uh, what, what zucchini, is it? Fiori di zucchini. Zucchini. And I, how do you say zucchini? I can't remember. Z- I can't remember. I think anyway. it's zucchini. Yeah, but it. But I had pot, and there again, that Fiori. sauce is yellow. Oh my god! It is. Oh it is yellow, yellow so. like the sun, <laughs> and it is light. And oh my, it's a cream sauce. Okay, but so it's not that can- light. But, <laughs> 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 but I don't care. Any cream sauce to me is great. So, but. So I would say if you're going to go to Luca, you have to go to Gigi's. Okay. And the second was you have to experience a, a wonderful gentleman by the name of Leonardo. And Leonardo is, like I said before, he, there's always someone driving the bus. Yep. And Leonardo is, is driving Leonardo the bus. Is Leonardo the man from the patisseria and the little store? No, that's different. Okay. okay. That's Francesco. But okay. we'll get there in a second. Okay. But Leonardo, first of all, he speaks perfect English, um, and he will be the first to tell you, first of all, he loves scotch. <laughs> and he and his buddies— He's already my best friend. He's already my best friend, too. <laughs> well, we became best friends. We still because are friends. That. For reasons. Yeah, and my friends in Italy that I spoke to today were there last week, so there you go. Cause, and he and his buddies go up to Scotland every year. <sighs> And he goes, and he and he's he's written in his will. He wants to be buried in Scotland. Oh. You know, he's gonna they're gonna sprinkle in his ashes in Scotland <laughs> and stuff like that. But what does Leonardo have? A so bar? Leonardo is so you have Carmen, who's kind of like the, you know, the kind of at Gigi's. Yeah, yeah, Carmen at Gigi's is like the real old school yeah. rustic. But I mean, so good it's to die for. Yeah, Leonardo is kind of the next step up. But Leonardo's the first guy I ever met that truly was, and I don't know what the phrase for it would be, like a gastronomicist or whatever. I'm just making that right. word up. No, there is a word. But I mean, He's a, so this guy is so gastronomy. This guy is so passionate about his food and his scotch and his wines and all mm. the rest of this stuff. He hasn't. He's he's had two restaurants since I've known him. You know, it, they're not fancy, fancy, right? But they're kind of just right on the border. Right. I remember he used to have this this push cart, 
and we were all drinking scotch half in the bag. <laughs> and and he would push the cart over, and, and the cart had all these spices and a plate. So and, outside, he'd walk around Luca with a cart. No, this was in his restaurant. In his restaurant. Oh, in the I restaurant. See. I see. In the restaurant. Well, what was the name of his restaurant? Well, I'll get there because I can't. Okay. This was his old restaurant. I can't okay. remember. And I think he still, I don't know if he still does it anymore, but he would make steak tartare. With two spoons, oh, right. with two spoons at your right. table, huh? And he would sit there and fold it all in with the egg and the spices, and it was just to die for. So he is currently now at a place called La Parte della Angelo, the Parting of the Angels. Oh, okay. I think is that yeah, yeah, yeah Parte dell'Angelo, right. and it's on Via dell'Angelo. Okay, okay. It's and it's in the actual hotel D'Angelo. Okay. That's which, easy. Which is super, super nice. And okay. and uh, is Leonardo like our age or older? Yeah, he's our age. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is young. Yeah. No, Just he might saying. be in his. We're twenty five. He might be. <laughs> he might be in his in his mid to late fifties. Okay. Okay. Leonardo, but a true artisan. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, just that's all he's ever lived for when it comes to food and wine. That's all right. Just I'm going to look him up. And perfect English. And oh. perfect English. Leonardo. We love people named Leonardo. Yes, we do. We do. And so anyone who's going to Luca, remember, tell them that you heard about him through Conrad. Conrado. Conrado. <laughs> oh, my and, God. He's and, got the um, best scotch in the world. Full, full disclosure, Tomaso and Conrado right now are drinking scotch. Yes, we are, as a matter <laughs> of fact. You know, normally on our podcast episodes, we'll say, oh, which is true. We'll open a bottle of Vino Nobile or... Last week we had an Eperol spritz, but I'm having a gin and tonica right now, and these two are having scotch. Yes. <laughs> so, and it makes sense because we're talking about Leonardo. Yep. Anyway, one other funny character I want to say that we met, you introduced me to um, on my trip to Luca was your friend Luca. Luca. And after a couple of scotches or a couple glasses of wine, all of a sudden Luca became Luca di Luca. <laughs> Luca di Luca. So I emailed... Luca is the mayor of oh Luca. Oh my God. I thought you were Il Capo no, di he's, Luca, but he is. So yeah, he I is. emailed him because I had his email and he has obviously changed it. So then I sent him a note on Instagram two days ago. I haven't heard back because he's in Formentera off Palma on vacation. So... Luca, you're going to hear about this episode eventually, and we're talking about you, and that I remember you all these years later, and Conrad, Conrado and I clearly remember some very good times. Very good times. From Luca with Luca di Luca. He is very a and very special person, and, uh, and he's a special person to me, too, for yes. sure. And so, he was my best friend, yep. and you know, just helped me a lot, showed me around. It was great. It was just great. So. I, have, I have one question. We're talking about the restaurants, talking about Luca and this walled city. Are there many tourists within Luca within the walls? Does it get so crowded just, like it, like Florence or Venice? Yeah, I'm going to hop back just one second quickly. Luke, okay, just for a lot of people that don't realize, Luca in Italy is a very common name. Uh, a man's like, name. It, yeah, a man's name. It's just spelled with one C. One C, not two. So right. I just wanted to, just wanted to let people know that or whatever. But right. there you go. Okay. Hmm. So, are there a lot of tourists? Are there a lot of tourists? Yeah, so are there a lot of tourists? Um, when I first got there, there were not. Right. There was nobody. Um, you were like living in a real Italian. I, I was living in a real Italian thing. I mean, yes. and, even in like June, July, and August, you notice them during the music festivals, but nine months of the year, Luca was like 
Normale. Yeah, it, it's always been normale. Yeah. Absolutely normal. A lot of Lucchese's, as they're referred mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. Um, in the summertime would go to the beach mm-hmm. and places like that. But the, you know, essentially I, the best way to describe it is that, you know, it was off the beaten path. Exactly. And right. so it just kind of got people come from Florence and had no idea it was only 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. They'd spend a whole week in the, when mm-hmm. they could have, in, exactly. in Florence, where they could have taken one day and gone to Luca's a day trip or something mm-hmm. like that. And also, so, a lot of people do Pisa. You know, exa- I love the yeah. Leaning Tower They do pizza. the greatest I, hits. Well, it's kind of a triangle. You know, it's yeah. Florence, right. yes. Pisa, and Luca. Right. And they would, you know. But it, since they've heard of Florence and Pisa more, that's what they that's do. That's what they did. So, and, Basically, what ended up happening was, you know, and it's 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 modern day. Welcome to modern day. Right. Um, the Lucchese's would in the summertime go to the beach mm-hmm. to get away from the heat because right. Luca gets, gets very hot. Do not go in July and August. <laughs> it will bring you to tears. <laughs> right. That damn wall. And there's not a lot of air conditioning. There's no, no air conditioning. No air conditioning. And unless you live in my apartment, <laughs> with the three which foot is subterranean <laughs> with three three foot stone walls, and you had a bottle of scotch, you just didn't come out till September. <laughs> So that was basically it. So and then what ended up happening was, um, you know, with the modern buses, you know, buses, bus travel became much exactly. more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so then buses would start to run from Florence and all the rest. And then in the late, uh, you know, up to a couple years ago, we actually got um, cruise ships that were coming into Pisa, into Pisa. Because Pisa is a big enough port that they could take cruise ships. And really? So, yeah. So, and then that was convenient for all these people on cruise yeah, ships. Get like, on oh, a bus. see the, to get on see a the bus. leaning tower oh. of Pisa. And then, yeah, and, oh, there's and, a walled city, and from, Luca. You know, from, from Pisa, you're only 20 minutes. Right. You're right. 40 minutes on the bus to right. go to Florence. Like, so. Like, the red card with Group 15 you, over here. You got oh, it. Oh. You and got every it, so. single teeny village in all of Italy has become known, you know, you can't, you can't escape tourism anymore, sadly, but yeah, when, and you can honestly say, oh, as you said earlier, San Gimignano oh, is, it was just overrun. No, it you've got to be literally overrun. Broke. You've got to be off season. Yeah, totally. You've got to be but, off season. I mean, you're absolutely correct. Have to be off season. And Luca's fantastic. Right. The mo- the, uh, one of the most, I think one of the most unfortunate things and is that, Florence doesn't have an off season anymore. Exactly. Right. Nor does they Venice. used to. Nor does Venice. They used to. Right. But now you go and you have the Japanese, Koreans, things like that, where it's their their winter's not exactly. So, and so they're coming in. The rates are down. Hotel right. rates are down. Mm-hmm. Restaurants aren't packed. So exactly. It's and it's sad. It is sad. You know, because uh, when I was there. November, you know, October, November. Oh my God, it's perfect, perfect. right? Absolutely. I'll perfect. say the same for for Milano. Yeah. No one went to Milano. No one. Not a single. I never saw a single foreigner ever because they would do Venice, Florence, Rome. You know, no one went to Milan, and the last time I was there, two years ago, I took a bunch of friends. Of friends of friends, like a little group trip, and we, I said, okay, can't wait to show you my apartment and the Duomo, blah blah blah. You had to have a ticket to get into the Duomo. 
I went into that Duomo every single day of my life for six years because it was the most amazing place. Yep. I am the church lady. You know I love churches. Yeah, church, church lady. And every <laughs> yeah. single day. I know day, what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> she is the church lady. I'm going to get you like some knitting. You're going to crochet. I'm going to get you a knitting set. You know, it's like, whoa, really scary. <laughs> Isn't he special? <laughs> But, but anyway, you, no, it, going back to what you're saying about the tickets, though, Venice has just instituted tickets to for go, 2022. They're to going go to, to charge every single tourist 25 euro, a tourist tax. Grazie I'm not sure if it's 10 to 25, depending on time. Just, I to, go to, just, just to go to, to Venice. Just to go to show up. And, and they banned cruise ships. Finally. Finally. Thank God. Because they, it will. Well, they had to because they had of the, to. the yeah. environment. It was so they had horrible. To of the yeah. But anyway, let's let's not get people down on no, traveling no, no, to no, 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 Italy. Because, because okay, so here, here's an example. Let me just, just go, go back. off season. Let me go back to the off season. In since we since I brought up Venice, we were in Venice and in Piazza San Marco at midnight, and Kimberly and I danced in Piazza San Marco. Alone, there was no one there. Well, to a, a quartet, to a, they to were a, a, playing. Uh, yeah, they this, played for us. They played for us at we, midnight. At midnight, we were dancing because it piazza, was off season, and there was nobody there. Unbelievable. And I'm a horrible <laughs> slow dancer, and they didn't even care. They didn't even care. <laughs> they but were laughing was, at was, me. Actually, no, they weren't. But it was magical. Right, I mean, it was my first trip to Venice because it was off season. You have those it moments. Was late October. It was stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just, uh, and I think. That, uh, I just, it's all of a sudden popped in my mind, and I want Kimberly because I think you will agree with me on this. And going back to Luca for a second. No, please go back. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. the subject of the episode. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> but we like to digress. There of you course. go. So, um, but going back to Luca, it's really interesting uh, because we're sitting here in New, in uh, Jamestown, Jamestown, Rhode New, Island, Newport, New- Rhode Island, and we're at latitude, what, 41? Yeah. Something yep. like 41 that. 41 north. 41 north. <laughs> you know what Luca is? 41 North. North. Exactly. Really? Yeah, 41 North. And Milano was like 44. Yeah. I knew that. Right. So so you think about that and you say, man, that's amazing. And here we are. And and this is really, really important for people to travel, and especially if you're going to travel to uh, Tuscany and Northern Italy and all, uh, not so much Northern Italy, but Tuscany in general, down to Rome and all the rest. The seasons are one month ahead Mm -hmm. and one month after. So winter doesn't arrive there till December. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not even really winter. Exactly. Right, you know? It's a little damp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and spring arrives in March. Right. So the, And it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. Right? Not the so, March I mean, we have here. You know, and like I said before, don't do July and August. You <laughs> bring a pistol. You know? <laughs> so, but I think that that's, it, it's really important to understand that because of the fact is that you can go in September, mm, and it can exactly. still be hot, or you know, it oh, can still be hot, just like it can here. Yeah, like really hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but you get into October, November, and mm. and you get into October and November, you know, it's beautiful. It's, it's sixty, beautiful. Yeah. sixty-five, the, seventy. The right, but Frank but don't don't go in April no. either, because. Bring your pistol because it rains every <laughs> it rains. single day. It rains. You won't in see northern, the sun. In northern you Europe, won't see the rains. sun for, yeah. for any of it. Um, the episode on Firenze, our friends, Frank and Lolita, that live there, she said her favorite month, her favorite time to be in Firenze is December. Zero tourists. The temperature's still 
fine. Fine. It's, you know, you wear a nice little fancy coat. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, so that's. And it's Christmas. Ex- exactly. And it's Everything is so festive and all the streets are decorated. That's a whole nother thing. But Luca itself must be amazing yeah. at Christmas also. But before we end this, I want to admit that Conrad came over last week and we chatted about all of this and Uh-oh. just having a conversation, Uh-oh. conversational. And you said one of the best things I've ever heard. I said, so summarize the other day. I asked you, summarize what resonates with you the most about Lucchese and Italians. And in general, you said they're always well-dressed. They're very cultural. There's no rush, rush, rush to life. And they can converse about anything and everything over very, very long meals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Luca, Luca's a very, because it was banking, Luca's a very conservative. And that's, I think that's important. Not that all of Italy isn't, or parts of it, but I mean, Luca's very conservative. So basically, what I think what I found so comforting being there was you'd sit in a coffee shop and you basically, saw versions of your parents walk by, but only better dressed. <laughs> I'm like, hey, look, there's mom. Wow, mom never looked like that, you know? And there's dad, you know? And it's like, holy shit, you look good, dad, you know? And, and I think that's what it was. I mean, they they just, which is a, I think is becoming a bit of a lost art. They just, exactly. they get up in the morning. Exactly. And they don't walk out of the house until they look in the mirror and mm-hmm. make sure everything's perfect. Right. Perfect. It's really a lost art in this country. (laughs) Attention, Walmart shoppers. Here's a mirror. Take it home. They mix and match their accessories. Like the longer I lived in Italy and the longer I had Italian friends, I realized, well, my friend uh, Lucia, she really only has like five outfits, but she can make them work. She changes things up. They... They take pride in looking good every single day, which is... An awesome thing. Okay, and finally, also last week, you said the best description of Italy I have ever heard. <laughs> do you remember what you said? Yes, I did. Okay, I knew, please now you're going to put me on the spot I know, but and I have try to do it to again. recreate it because it just stopped me in my tracks. Okay. All right. Here, I, without looking at my notes, I'm going to try. Let her rip, Connor. Let her rip, baby. <laughs> um, so basically... I was coming and going out of Italy and I'd come home and, and, and people, I always run into people every now and then that would be, you know, complain about Italy. Right. You know, they'd be like, oh, goddamn Italians, they can't get anything right. And I was like, always well, strike, so, blah, blah, blah. well, I think they got some things right. And I said, okay, well, here's a little game I like to play. Basically, I'm going to name a couple categories. And in my personal opinion, I think Italy's in the top five in all the categories. And I don't care what category it is. You can name the category. You can come up with your own categories. I don't care. But I'm going to start with art, architecture, literature, mathematics, aeronautics, uh, astronomy. Fashion. Fashion. Philosophy. Philosophy, food, cars, women, clothes. <laughs> I love that part. Cars, women, and clothes. Like, and boats. Yeah, boats. And boats. Um, who beats them? And right? Who beats them? A, a wine, food. Wine. Right. Wine, food. Cuisine. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. name anything you can possibly think of. The Italian Electronics. You know, I mean, it, 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 the list just goes on and on and on. And, and okay, you know, the French, I'll, I'll give them wine for sure, hands down. No sure, doubt right. about That's it. That's your opinion. I'm sticking to okay. Italian. But you, I mean, you and Tommaso, you're French wine? No, thank I, you. I, I'd, I'd be, I'd be I'd, you know, Bordeaux. It's, it's, you no, know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I mean, I'll, I'll give French wine. No problem. Right. No right. problem. The Italians historically have done all of those things better but than if you any name other any, culture. How about shoes? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's say just, no more. I know, but the right? point is, it's like they are inherent. It's you in know, their DNA. Engineer and artists. They're mm-hmm. engineer slash artists, and that's what has driven them for centuries. And they will always be in the top five of of any category you come up with. And I dare you. Right. right. I dare you. They're going to be in the top five. I mean, if you want to look back at, at their engineering feats, look at the aqueducts. They moved water yeah. back, you know, in the Roman times, moved water 50 miles yeah. to get it to another place. But I mean, you look at you look at the Duomo in Florence. Exactly. You know, and, and how Brunelleschi's do you, dome. Yeah. And, and Michelangelo's Sistine. I mean, and, and you do that with what? Wooden scaffolding and, and a bunch of, <laughs> you know, I mean, they brought the marble. Down the uh, mountain from Carrara. For, for Mark, exactly. You know, from exactly. Anyway, yeah. so that's the summary of Italians. The three of us here are the biggest fans of Italians and Italy and Italian life. See, si, certo. Si, There's si. nothing better. That's right. There's nothing better. Okay, so you know, this is our first guest, Conrado, but I'm thinking. He'll be back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hope so. I can't. I want right? to say thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. I, I'm just learning this, but I mean, I think there's a lot of subjects and topics exactly. we, could, we can talk about. We could definitely talk about. And so. what we're having fun with is road trips because everyone that wants to go to Italy, I'm sure most people have been, but everyone that wants to go, they've done the basics. But if you if we share with them little road trips like the road trip we did from oh, Lago man. di Como from all the oh, down man. through and then you took me the back roads to yeah. Luca because why take the autostrada you yeah. showed me the back roads you gave you know and, and you it, know what people I would say and this I, this I feel very very passionate about is, is if you're going to go don't be afraid to drive oh, because exactly. they drive on the same side of the road it's all common sense and a lot of people go to Italy and they say, no, I don't want to drive. Um, and, and you waste you waste days. Just if you're trying. The trains are great. Don't get me right. wrong. I love trains. Right. But it's not like, you know. But what you point see. Point A to point B. Fast. But if you're going from point A to B, point B. And if you want to get out in the countryside and really see right. Italy. Right. Exactly. Then you just rent a you car and go. Drive. go. Because and- you're, you'll be on some side road. And all of a sudden you'll come along and there's a parking lot with 40 cars in it. And it's a restaurant. You go stopping for lunch. <laughs> you know, here's lunch. You know, because there's 50 cars there. Right. And the other thing right. is, you can be driving like a beautiful Giulia, Alfa Romeo. You can be driving a Ferrari, a Lamborghini. Well, whatever. You know, let's say you. I'm not. Went that, for I'm it. not in that tax bracket. Right? <laughs> I'm not nor, tax bracket. Nor are we, but. You can we have drive puntos, Kimberly. Well, our first few <laughs> trips and our first few episodes were better about, than a yeah, panda. Puntos. A Fiat panda. Talk no, about we, a bread box on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. We did the punto, which is like the lawnmower on wheels. Anyway, so Conrad, 
Conrado, you'll be back. Thank you very much. Okay. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming, man. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Grazie tutti. And... Ciao, ciao. Ci vediamo un'altra volta. Okay. Ciao, ciao.